Welcome to the Online Gaming Podcast, show number 26. This is kind of the one-year anniversary show. I started this podcast shortly before Origins last year, and uh, this is the 26th show. It's been a year. Uh, it was originally a weekly show, now a bi-weekly show. I'm your host, Kevin Devine. Uh, today we're going to go over some news and then a review of Yukata.de. Uh, the game table online is taking a little longer as is always the case with a real-time, face-to-face type uh, site. I've only played two of their games, and I need to play a few more before I do a full review. But at yukata.de, I've been able to play most of their games, so I can give you a pretty good review of what's going on there. It's a play-by-website. Okay. Well, let's get right to the news. Okay. First up, ACCS. Scenario cards added to custom modules. Um, news item reads, you can now set up scenarios in your custom modules that give starting cards to any or all the players. These can be automatic or optional. In the latter, latter case, each player gets to choose whether to take the scenario cards or not, like the Guns of August card in Passive Glory. As always, with new functionality, let me know if you see any glitches in the custom modules, particularly with ending the turn. Over at hexwar.com, a couple new updates. Let's start with, um, well, July 4th through July 6th, a couple blue and gray minor updates. Uh, Okinawa completed all the data entry. Leyte completed all the data entry. Napoleon Last Battles, minor update. Road to Richmond, minor update. North Africa completed an upgrade of the retreat logic. And Kasserine is in live playtest. Ludaholic has implemented a feature that I think all play-by-web sites out there should implement, and that is an RSS feed for my games. Now, the only issue with it is that you can uh, get an RSS feed of any player's games, because all you need to do is put their username up in the feed name, and it goes and gets them. However, um, I don't know if that's a big deal to know when someone else has their turns available in a game. Um, you kind of can see that anyways. I just view all the games. But what it does allow you to do is to add it to an RSS reader or aggregator, um, such as my Yahoo, in fact. And if all of them did that, you wouldn't need email notification. You could just read the RSS feed um aggregation and you could see all the games uh where you need to take your turn so a uh, very nice idea um if that gets implemented at uh, any of the other places uh, i'd be really happy uh they're also going to implement some new uh some new idea about trying to handle players that take long a long time between their turns or don't take their turns at all and abandon a game. So we'll see how that works out. Brett's Fieldwelt has Imperial Online. Uh, it's, uh, it's a game and the description's in German. So <laughs> I can't actually read what it says. Let me see if they've got an English translation. Uh, no. Okay. But it's Imperial, some kind of expansion, investing, so that's a new one up on there. 
uh, website. Goldtoken.com Platinum Membership Upgrade is now possible for Platinum players to send a message to more than one single recipient by specifying a comma separated list of desired recipients. Also over at Gold Token, Classic Board Games. Pleased to release of Lines of Action with a couple game variants, Team Action, Scrambled Eggs, Gamma, Parachute, and Dipole Titan. Also, new club features. Club owner is shown as club owner. New welcomer position has the ability to invite players. Messages about players joining leaving clubs are sent to owner, presidents, and welcomer. Players now receive a message when they are promoted, demoted in a club. So, some nice new club slash guild features. Super Duper actually has some all number of new games. I think I mentioned Dipole last time. They also have Palisade. It's a uh, game of territory capture using a Go board. Crossway is an edge connection game in which opposing pieces may not cross each other. Volcano is a clever puzzle-style game in which players move caps around on top of a group of volcanoes, triggering eruptions which cause colored steam of lava to flow out and across the playfield. The object of the game is to capture as many pieces as possible with bonus points awarded for special combinations. Each player attempts to accumulate the highest score and then bring the game to a close before another player has a chance to steal the lead away. The implementation supports 2 to 10 players. And Oust. Oust is played with a ghost set. The board starts out empty and oust, and the object is to capture all of your opponent's onboard stones. A paradox. The Vassal Engine, vassalengine.org. Couple updates here. Um, Flying Colors version 1.1 is now available. And. Well, that's actually all that's been updated there. Wargameroom.com updated CNC Ancients to 2.5 on the 15th, Empire of the Sun to 1.6 on the 12th, Paths of Glory to 6.3 on the 6th. And it looks to be all the updates over at Wargameroom.com. Uh, YourTurnMyTurn.com one little thing, rule change in word game. They've changed the rules for word game somewhat. If both players pass the first two moves, they will now get new random letters. So, there's that. Mastermoves.eu, new game, Beastie Beach. You play birds, and your object is to get enough food off of the beach as the tide goes out, and then race back to the starting position when the tide comes back in. Yukada.de, which is the site we're going to review today, put up Ponte de Diavolo, which is a brand new game that I, well, it's brand new coming out in the United States. Um, they put that uh, up on their site very recently. And that's all the news. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to review Yukada.de. <laughs> Back in the midst of time, before D20, before Doom, before Settlers of Catan, there were other games. Role-playing games like Top Secret and Traveler, video games like Dark Castle and Mule, and board games like Titan, Cosmic Encounter, and Diplomacy. At the Vintage Gamer Podcast, we remember those times, 
In fact, we seek out great games from an earlier era. Each episode, we go back and take a fresh look at an older game that has stood the test of time, to see what works, see what doesn't, and spend a little time reminiscing. So grab your bottle of 30-year-old scotch or a piece of fine Stilton, and join us at the Vintage Gamer, available at www.thevintagegamer.net. Okay, we're back. You could have died DE's been a play-by-web site that's been around for quite some time, and I don't know why I've never gotten around to going to it. Um, because it has been around for so long. But it's very simple to register, free of charge. They do have, um, you know, a donator levels, and you get little symbols if you donate them money, which is not a bad idea, though I think you have to do it in euros. Um, I think it's a German site, hence the .de. But they have a number of games online, and this is why I'm wondering in my head why I haven't done this site before. Well, here's what they have online. Ponte del Diavolo. This game is intentionally related to Twixt. In this two-player tactical tile-placing game, you will construct islands in Venice and try to connect them using bridges. Carcassonne Hunters and Gatherers. A thousand years before the great city of Carcassonne was built, the area was settled by Stone Age tribes. These people hunted wild animals, gra- gathered nuts and berries, and caught fish to provide themselves with the basics. Mauer Bauer, or Masons. One thing is certain, in the Middle Ages, the best living was to be found behind the protection of a nice thick castle wall and tower. But once they're standing, you can take your time building houses and palaces behind them. And if that goes especially well, the castles grow and merge with each other. To accomplish that, you only need some tactical skill and the right cards. Kahuna. Two priests, wielders of the Pacific Kahuna magic, fight for supremacy on an archipelago with twelve small islands. Only the more powerful the two will be able to enjoy the magic of the South Sea. They use the power of the cards dealt to them by fate and careful selection to build bridges linking the islands. They must watch each of their opponent's moves and select the perfect moment to strike hard and gain control over one, two, or even more islands. Despite the magical powers of the South Sea, they realize they won't succeed without trickery, strategy, and artfulness. Kanaloa. This kahuna for four players is, of course, also about building bridges and controlling islands. In the might of the gods, your tribes are honored by the gods, Kanaloa, Lano, Pele, and Ku, which enhance your abilities and allow more varied play. Lead your tribe to victory. May the gods be with you in your fight. Just for fun. A game of lightning speed reactions in your face, attacks, and tension until the very end. On a board with 36 squares numbered 1 to 36, the players... Try to gain majority control of four neighboring squares. They can choose up to four cards, adding together the values, and placing a marker on the square with that sum. The player is constantly faced with an agonizing choice, attack for personal gain, or counter an opponent's move. Rasa Koenig in 1455, the War of the Roses broke out between the royal houses of Lancaster and York for control of the throne of England. Both houses had a rose in their coat of arms. Lancaster a red one? and the Yorks are white. With the help of brave, daring heroes and powerful knights who live without fear and are beyond reproach, players try to control the largest possible areas between Durham in the north, Manchester in the south, Rendall in the west, and Pickering in the east. Atta Ants. 
Each player uses his army of ants to collect as many leaves as possible, facing the constant threat of other ants and deadly spiders. The ants are malicious as they steal leaves from other ants, but they are constantly threatened by the hungry spiders whose favored target they are. A new born... A new ant is born in an anthill every time a leaf is delivered. The play area grows with every new card added. Hacienda. The players assume the role of large landowners in Argentina. They buy land and animals, build haciendas, harvest their fields, and sell their livestock on the market. The winner of the game is the most influential estanciero. The one who has amassed the most points. You earn points by accessing markets and water, acquiring chains of land, building haciendas, and accumulating money. China Gold. As a team, both players search for gold, one in the mountains, the other in the rivers. If all the gold in the prospecting areas of the mountain or the river is discovered, it is protected by either the mountain or river player. Unfortunately, every prospecting area is part of a mountain as well as a river. Thus, whoever finds the gold first can secure it for himself. Yucada. In the deep rainforest of Mexico, near the city of Palenque, gleams, of the, gleams the Mayan Sun Temple. The board of Yucada is an exact duplicate of the passages at this famous archaeological site. The pale and dark stones symbolize the good-natured and evil influences the players seek to gain or avoid. Most likely, Yucada was played exclusively by Mayan priests as part of certain rituals. Captain W. Kidd. Three hundred years ago, Captain W. Kidd set sail from New York to fight the pirates of the Red Sea, and of course, to amass wealth for himself and his investors. Alas, the royal buccaneer couldn't resist temptation and became a pirate himself, ultimately leading to his death by hanging in London. This is a collection of three games, all played on the same board. They also have a few classic board games. Um, your abstracts. Reversi, Morris, Connect Four, Hexagon, Go... And a wale. Or a wall, I'm not sure. Anyways, guys, you can see uh, quite a few games. The interface for the games, well, I'll, I'll do the interface for the summary first, um, the overview. It uh, looks to be a bit of an Ajax implementation. It's got the kind of Ajax loading symbol. Up at the top, you see your current games, and it runs down a list. The if they're grayed out, it means it's not your turn. If they're uh, regular black text, it means it is your turn. Uh, the person whose turn it is will be in italics. Then next to each game, it'll tell you whether the game is ranked, um, whether the game is... Uh, how many players are in the game. And then there's a little arrow... I don't know what the arrow means. Zero. Game without return match. Okay. Then there's a chat. Then there's a bunch of messages. Which you can read through. Down at the bottom are invitations. These are open games. You can click on the check mark to accept the game and you're right into it. Um... Uh, people can send a personal invitation or an invitation to all players. I do not know if you can create a password-protected game. So, um, there, there's that. So anyways, let's go with some of the games. Atta Ants. Um, each game... Oh, 
One note, if you use Firefox, the games run a lot better not in Firefox. They run a lot better in Internet Explorer, which is a little unfortunate, but um, all in all, I think it works a little bit better. It, it could also be what I've got set up in Firefox where um, I don't like new windows opening, so I have it set up to load them in tabs. That also doesn't seem to work very well with the system they have set up, so I think that's part of it is that um, they're not set up to to do have the toolbars and everything up at the top. I mean, I guess it would probably work in Firefox if I let it um, open up a new window because it wants to size it properly to, to the size it wants to be and all things like that. Kind of annoying in my opinion because um, I'd rather have it not do that, load in the window that I opened or in a separate tab without needing to resize, but there's a lot of stylized issues. So let's go with Carcassonne Hunters and Gatherers. I have it up right now. Uh, pretty simple. There's a nice zoom feature. I'm not sure how they, they pull that one off, but it does let you zoom in and out pretty effortlessly on the board um, so that you can, you can either get a closer view or a farther away view. Again, I'm not entirely sure how they handled that. It'd be nice to ask the designers how they did that. I I think it's really cool. Um, down the right hand side you can see how many how many people you have left, how many huts, if anybody scored any points. Uh, number of tiles is display, displayed at the top as well as the bonus tiles. Uh, the board is shown on the left hand side scroll bars and like I said you can zoom in and out. Buttons down at the bottom. Go to next game, chat, finish move, reset move. Uh, as far as I know, the chat is uh, specific to each game. Uh, when you need to play a tile, it shows um, uh, above the the player summary. Uh, and then it shows which spaces it can be played on the board. When you rotate it, it updates where, you, um, where it's possible to play that tile onto the board. Uh, the graphics are direct scans. In some cases, it looks like the colors weren't completely matched uh, throughout the scans, but all in all, pretty good. Um, when you place a tile, it brings up all these little boxes where you can play your um, where you can play your piece. So that's kind of cool. When you click Finish Move, it will. Um, It'll show you the next tile that the next person can play, but of course you can't do anything with it. Um, it does outline uh, what people played on their last turn in your color. And then you can click go to next game, and you go to your next game, and you solve that out. Okay, next game that I went to was Ponte del Diavolo. Pretty simple game. You click um, in, in the case of this one, it's kind of interesting. In the Carcassonne game, it told you where you can place things. In uh, Ponte, it doesn't. You kind of have to move the mouse around. I mean, if you know where you can play, then it's fine. But if you don't know where you can play, you're kind of moving the mouse around going, can I play here, can I play here, can I play here? Um, pretty simple. If you're not going to build a bridge, you click to where you can put down your pieces. If you are going to build a bridge, then you click on two pieces you're going to connect. 
um, relatively simple. Again, you click your finish move, that'll lock the move in, and then you go to uh, a next game. Uh, that's interesting. My next game ended up being... Uh, it was another Carcassonne Hunters and Gatherers game. Okay, here we go, a Yukata game. Uh, pretty simple here. You've got the list of all the cards that you can play. Uh, if you've played Yukata before, you get uh, cards 1 through 5, then a... Um, sword card and a question mark card. The sword card will trade positions with the person in the lead and the question mark card is worth any value you want it to be worth. Uh, and then you you can see the, your, the other player's cards and then you just click on a card to play it and that pretty much is your move. There's no confirmation on when you make a move in Yukata. You just make it and it automatically picks up the markers as necessary. Hacienda, um, comparing this one to the one at Spiel by Web, it, well, it's a little difficult to even make that kind of comparison. Um, however, I, it's a little bit more... helpful on um, the spiel by web one seems to give you a little bit of more information uh, when you when you play a card on what on what's going on uh, oh there it goes uh, for some reason it wasn't letting me take a move and I was wondering why not um, you simply click on the cards you want uh and and you and you get them what i found difficult is um it doesn't really tell you how much this card costs or what not it just lets you kind of do it which can lead you to running out of money really fast if you're not paying any attention whatsoever to how much money you have left so um interesting thing to definitely pay attention to while you're playing because obviously if you're not paying attention to it it can be bad So China Gold, uh, that game, not too difficult, you just, uh, you, you see the symbols on the card, the slats, and you, um, you decide, okay, three, four, five, one, and you pick a start and end point, and it puts the nuggets in. If you complete something, then you collect those nuggets. Um, I'm kind of giving my opponent the game because I got a little confused on the rules at the beginning on um, how things got completed, but I'm playing better now. Hopefully I'm a better challenge for him now. Um, Atta Ants. Atta Ants is another tile lane game. Um, I'm a little confused because uh, I think the spiders can, can don't have to go by the roads, whereas the ants, uh, if they don't follow the roads, they use up more of their movement points. Um, pretty simple game. Uh, the ants are the ants look pretty good. It took me a little while to figure out how to move the ants. You click on the tile where the ants are, and then you click on the ant in the right-hand panel to make it move, or you click on the the leaf in the right-hand panel to make it pick up a leaf. And then you try to rush the leaves back to the uh, to the base and get more ants. 
little difficult, but not too bad. Um, your Rasa Koenig, it's pretty pretty simple. Scans of the card, scans of the uh, board. You just click the button, move the thing, and you're done. Uh, Captain Kid again. Click click the spaces on the board where you want to bring out a a pirate or play a pirate. Uh, pretty simple there. Um, Masons, a little bit more difficult, a little more complex interface. You can see how many pieces are left of a certain thing. You can see your hand. Uh, when you mouse over the cards, it'll tell you uh, what they can do, what their ability is, if you can't see what the ability is. Um, and I think the site is actually, and I haven't tested this fully, I think it's both in German and in English. Uh, they have a, a, a German version and an English version, so... As far as I know, the English version's working really nicely, so as far as I know, that's working. Um, where was I? Masons. Uh, you click where you want to put the wall down, then it rolls the dice automatically, and tells you, uh, you have to pick the right towers, and then the right, um, the right villages or palaces to put in the location. If you've closed off a city, it'll ask you if you want to merge it to the city next to it. I did have a bit of a problem with that when I played, that I couldn't merge it to the city next to it. I'm not sure why that was the case, because I wanted to and it wouldn't let me. And it might be because the board was so crowded, I couldn't actually click on the wall nicely. Um, not sure if that was just a fluke or a problem. Then it'll ask you if you want to play any cards at your hand for the scoring. Then if you're last place, if you want to discard any of your cards and trade them in. So far I'm coming in pretty la pretty pretty last place. So yeah, there's also rankings on Yukata. Some kind of uh I'm a worker, but there's lay monk, farmer, temple servant, um novice. I'm not sure what all those mean, but uh, hopefully I will find out soon enough. Uh, I'm hoping to go up in rank when I finish a couple more games. Um, I have lost a couple of games, Ada Ants especially. Um, I lost one of them very early on. I moved to the wrong spot and just lost. So we'll see how that goes about um, going. I've not been able to get six ants uh, yet. Uh, at ants, I've lost, I think, three of them uh, in a row. I'm in another three that I'm probably going to lose. So I'm losing ranking points in them. But uh just means I'm very, very low rank in uh, in playing at ants. So if you want to come online and find me, it's Kate of Mine. I'll play a game at ants for you and you can kick my ass. <laughs> Anyways, that's yukata.de. I uh, highly suggest you go and uh, give it a try. It's a very good site. has a lot of fun games on it. And uh, definitely add it to my list of play-by-web places to go to. Uh, they do not have an RSS feed, though, for their you know, games where it's your turn to play, which I 
really like to see. Like I said, with all of them, uh, love to see that at Mobby Web, Spiel by Web, Ludagora, Botaju. So far, only Ludaholic has uh, taken my suggestion. Um, I'm going to drop in a couple other forms, put that suggestion in, see what I can do. Um, I apologize if this podcast was a little raw. I didn't really have a chance to run back and edit it much. Uh, I got interrupted a few times, and half the podcast I was recording, I had the mute button on, so I had to re-record it. So I apologize for that. If I left anything out from yukata.de, it's probably because it was muted and I forgot it. Um, and I did, couldn't remember what I had talked about while I was on mute and which ones I had talked about when I wasn't. Anyways, um, I hope you listen in to the next show. I'm really hoping to do the game table online thing. I've only been able to play two games there, and that's Nuclear War and 10 Days in Africa. Um, I was trying to play a couple of their other ones. I uh, hope to get a few of them in, maybe a, a Tigris and Euphrates or... Um, Creepy Freaks or something like that. Some of the more unique ones, but we'll see what I can do. Uh, generally, there's an employee of Game Table Online uh, on there often enough that I can usually get a game in quickly. So we'll give that a try, and I will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Here's the top ten reasons to listen to The Dice Tower, a podcast all about board games. Number ten. If you're listening to this, then you probably dig top ten lists, and there's one in every episode. Number nine, it's way edgier than NPR. Number eight, you don't want to be the last person in your gaming group to know about Moritz Eggert and Rick Thornquist's gaming news. Number seven, Tom's soothing voice has been proven to lower stress levels in lab monkeys by 63%. Number six, you can never have too many contributors, and the Dice Tower features at least five every week. Number five, it's the only way to find out whether Tom Vassell is really that positive. Number four, you can feel like a globetrotter without having to actually fly to Korea. Number three, unlike your favorite TV show, you can count on a new episode every week. Number two, you can say we're there at the beginning after it becomes a massive global phenomenon. And number one reason to listen to the Dice Tower, you'll finally be able to put a voice to those 4,921 game reviews you read online. So come out and join us at www.thedicetower.com and listen to our weekly episode of The Dice Tower. We'll see you there. We hope you enjoyed today's online gaming podcast. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, please go to onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com or email kdivine at yahoo.com.